0: I just don't, I think she's a very odd looking person. Gentlemen, welcome back to the Film Find. My name is Adam Fortress, and it's been a hot minute since we've been away. But uh, if you're one of the people that uh, help support the show over at Patreon.com/slash/theFilmFind, boy, oh boy, have you not been missing out? Because uh, I've been doing a 31 days of Halloween horror over there, uh, so I'm doing a Film Find five every single day. Uh, and uh, if you know you're in the Patreon at any level. Uh, you can get that. So that is a boatload more of entertainment. I think, what, like three hours or something? I did the math at some point. I don't remember the math, mind you. Uh, but I did some math at some point letting me know, like, hey, I'm, you know, a lot of, lot of stuff out there for you. Uh, but back at it again, man. And I think I, think I did a good thing waiting because I have 3 movies for you guys today and they are uh, all of varying different types of movies for sure uh but I think one of the real interesting things is is that uh they're all pretty good <laughs> and we man oh man it's been some time since we've had all good movies to talk about here uh so at the top of the show I do want to say that I'm going to be um Bowing out uh, at least of this week. I don't know how things are going to go from here on, but at least uh, for the next little bit, bowing out of what you've been watching because it's all horror stuff. (laughs) The majority of it is horror things, and uh, those reviews go up on those Film Find Fives for the, pardon me, for the Thirty One Days of Halloween Horror. So that's where that stuff's going. Uh, So I am not going to do any what you've been watching. Seems like it's been a little bit. It'd be a little bit too much to go like, hey, you know the things that you already heard me talk about. I am going to. More. But I will say this, um, especially because we're we're close to this time of the year and everything with Halloween coming up. Uh, I think you can get shutter free for like a week or something like that. So, uh, you know, if you are looking to uh, take in a lot of horror stuff and sometimes it's, it's, you know, for the stuff that you want to watch uh, as far as horror films go. You don't find a ton of it on, you know, uh, your Hulus and Amazons and all that kind of jazz. Netflix, uh, you can find some stuff for sure. But like I think some of the more when you think like classic, like 80s, you know, horror and stuff like that, you're going to find way more of it on Shutter than you would anywhere else. Uh, so if you want to, you know, jump in and get that for a free week or something like that, you know, to lead up to Halloween and everything. Maybe not a bad idea. It's what I'm doing right now. Uh, So that's it. Check out all of those uh, reviews and stuff over at patreon.com slash thefilmfind. Uh, So I've got three three movies to cover today. As I said, they're all uh, a bit different in what they're doing. uh, But I think they all have something uh, pretty interesting to say. Uh, so first up, we'll get to the movie that I watched last week, uh, A Star is Born. And I tried to do a little bit more uh, research, and we'll talk about that uh, with the other uh, movies and stuff. But we'll we'll get to where I may have uh, hit a snag in that uh, trail as well. Uh, and then we're going to be diving into the uh, two new movies for this week. Uh, first up will be The uh, First Man, the new one from Damien Chazelle, the guy who brought us Whiplash and La La Land. And, uh, how's it, you know, you gotta, it's a pretty big jump back if you're, uh, going from those films to this one. So, uh, what's he doing his third time out? We'll take a look and we're going to wrap everything up with a, uh, another movie that I've totally forgotten the name of. Oh yes. Bad times of the El Royale. <laughs> Woo. Uh, today's been kind of a weird one already, but, uh, bad times of the El Royale. This is written and directed by Drew Goddard. We'll talk about him and why I think that's important. And all that other kind of good stuff, man. So uh, yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a jam packed episode here for you, and I'll try to make it as interesting as I can with no guest. I may have a guest uh, next week. I've got some friends that are starting up a podcast, uh, and uh, the All American Spooktacular, I think it's called, and uh, I'll get one of one, if not maybe a couple of those guys on here uh, maybe next week or so to kind of pitch their pitch their program. These guys uh, are have been longtime friends and everything. A couple of them have been guests on the show. Uh, every now and then. And uh, they're putting out some new stuff, man. And uh, anybody that wants to jump into podcasting and stuff, dude, I'm, I'm getting all behind you, dude, because uh, it's what I like to do. And uh, what I also like to do is go to the movies, so let's go ahead and start up the trailer for our first new release of the uh, week. Here is the trailer for A Star is Born. Maybe it's time to live yours Hey, it's time to let the old ways die it Takes a lot to change, man Hell, it takes a lot to try You know, man, in the old days I always knew, like, you were gonna do something That you'd be all right It's the first time I'm worried about you Can I ask you a personal question? Okay. Tell me something, girl. Do you write songs or anything? I don't sing my own songs. Why? I just don't feel comfortable. Why wouldn't you feel comfortable? Almost every single person has told me they liked the way I sounded, but that they didn't like the way I look. I think you're beautiful. I just want to take another look at you. In all the good times, I find myself longing for change. Here's what we're going to do. are going to come sing that song that I love. No, I can't do that. Here, no. come Here we go. Oh, look at me. All you got to do is trust me. That's all you got to do. That was the trailer for A Star Is Born First, a new release. Ah, We're going to call it a new release. It's only been out a week. Shut up. Uh, Here's the IMDb plot line. As we know, IMDb always 100% correct in everything they say and or do. A musician helps a young singer find fame, even as age and alcoholism send his own career into a downward spiral. Uh, this is written uh, by Eric Roth and Bradley Cooper, directed by Bradley Cooper, starring Bradley Cooper, Lady Gaga, Sam Elliott, Greg Grunberg, Andrew Dice Clay, Dave Chappelle, Alec Baldwin, and more. Uh, this is the fourth uh, time Hollywood has seen an, a uh, an, a star is born. <laughs> <laughs> a movie uh, it happened once in 1937 uh, with uh, Janet Gaynor, 1954 with Judy Garland, 1976 with Barbara Streisand and now in 2018 with Lady Gaga uh this movie has made some uh, pretty decent money. It came out the same week villain, uh, Venom did. Venom made some pretty decent money, but uh Starsborn was no slouch, man. They were coming in uh, second place there with about 48 million dollars, I believe, was the first weekend gross for this. Uh so that's fantastic and it's held pretty strongly. I don't know what the number is right off the top of my head here, but they've they held strong for two weeks here. And uh I I wouldn't um I'm not going to see this I I don't think it's going to take a lot of drastic you know downturns from here uh but it's got a lot bigger legs than I think a lot of people thought that it might. Uh because a lot of people have seen this story before uh, as I said with uh you know three previous incarnations and everything. Uh little little fun thing to note. Now I did I wanted to get into this because when I first saw this movie, I had not actually seen any of the other uh, Stars Born movies. Uh, so I was like, okay, I'm going to check this out. And again, you know what? I think people should really, uh, like major companies should sponsor this program because uh, I keep, I keep uh, singing the praises of Shudder. And I'm going to uh, continue to sing the praises of things like, uh, uh, what do you call it there? The film, uh, oh boy there's where my brain just went filmstruck i was gonna say film sack but that's another that's a podcast and not the app the filmstruck uh which also gives you criterion and stuff like that uh all of these movies except for obviously uh, the new one which is in theaters are available on filmstruck and so i was like i'm gonna watch these three movies before uh i or before i talk about this uh movie because i'd seen this one and i'm like okay I've got my opinion on this one. Let's see what the other ones were. Uh, so I did watch the first one uh, from '37, uh, and uh, it was pretty good. So the the big difference is it's not musician; it's actor and actress. Uh, and the same thing goes for the second one. And then with the Barbra Streisand one in '76, that's when it goes over to music. And this one is music as well. So I, it, I found it interesting that we were you know actor actor, musician musician kind of thing. And uh, I think it works a little bit better as far as uh, musicians go. Uh, but here's the thing: I, I got through the first one. The uh, that I started to go um, to the '76 one, and uh, I'll, I'll say this: I, I just don't care about Barbra Streisand. I, I don't understand why. Barbara Streisand was always a thing. Uh, I, I don't think anyone just calls Barbara Streisand a uh, strikingly gorgeous woman. I, I don't think she, she's, she's got an odd face. It's just that's it's a matter of fact. Her eyes are too close together. You know, it's not for the nose thing. I mean, she's got, you know, a very interesting, unique nose for sure, but it's more like the eyes are close together and, like, I don't know, her mouth is weird. I just don't. I think she's a very odd-looking person, and you think, oh well, we've got this odd-looking person. Well, at least she can really, really sing, though. She could super belt it out, right? And I'm like, well, not really. I don't think Barbara Streisand was a super great singer. I don't think she was a really, you know, I, I don't get it. I don't understand. I, I, I thought, I think her acting is okay, I guess, but uh, she was never one of those that I really quite understand. And you know, I, I don't want to get into the whole John Peters thing, but uh, maybe that's another another uh, story for another show. But uh, suffice it to say, I couldn't get through that one. I couldn't get through that one. And also, Chris Kristofferson whoo, my goodness. So because this is obviously the 76 one there. That's going to be the one that this is compared to the most. And uh, But here's the difference. Bradley Cooper? Bradley Cooper can sing. <laughs> I think Lady Gaga is actually more attractive than Barbra Streisand. Uh, and I think is a far better singer. And as you heard the uh, trailer there, I'm telling you, that is uh, this new Star is Born's real uh, real strength is the music. uh, Because you could have a drama and have music that was okay and you'd really, you know, the drama would be really, the drama would be enough. So if the music was actually subpar, this movie would still work. It'd still work because the drama's still there. All that kind of stuff falls into place as it should. But... You have the advantage with this. In all the music is really, really good. Uh, it's not music that I would necessarily listen to, or you know, go out of my way. And and it's hard to categorize as a particular genre of music that they're doing because uh, it's not necessarily rock and roll, but it's not necessarily. I I'd, I'd just call it pop music to a degree, but not really. I I don't I don't know where to put it. I I, I couldn't even think of someone who I could equate Bradley Cooper's character to. These days, I I don't even know. I don't know that that person exists. Um, but here's the thing: I, I think a lot of people uh, saw this trailer, and I don't think a lot of people knew what was what it was about. Because <laughs> there's a lot of uh, I work at a movie theater, and so I I see the types of people that go into certain types of movies. And uh, in this movie was it tended to be a lot of older ladies. Uh, so I think that they were probably coming from the 70s, and I think the younger ladies. Uh, that were there were just like, oh, this is going to be just this great love story. And it's kind of not. <laughs> it's kind of not a love story. I mean, it is. Uh, and I think that's also one of the things that this movie does fantastically well. Also, that I didn't really get this feeling uh, from the uh, the one in 37. This movie gives you the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. Uh, so you feel there there are moments where everything is so awkward you just want to walk out of the room and like things are not going well and then they don't go well they really don't go well and when things are going great you couldn't feel better and and Bradley Cooper has a great a great eye for this i think this is his directorial debut if it's not it's one of the early ones uh but i think he has uh learned a lot from his time working with Clint Eastwood if i'm to venture i guess uh because that's what this feels like uh it, i don't know that's just the vibe i get i don't know why i feel that but i i feel like this is uh i feel like he got a lot of his inspiration from uh from Eastwood's kind of uh aesthetic and work ethic is is a guess um but he shoots it almost like i'm going to call it a cinematic documentary cuz it's done in a very loose uh fashion open wide and everything and uh just follows things along there in that that you hear in the trailer there, him kind of inviting her out and doing that song for the first time. the way that it's shot, I mean, you are right there. There's so many great tracking shots in this that take some good time. And when she gets to that point, every single hair on your body is sticking up and it is just it is magnificent. and honestly, uh as good as this movie is. It would really, I mean, it would be be a good movie if the music wasn't great, but it's a fantastic movie because everything in the song, everything in the song department works so well. And both of them have, you know, Bradley Cooper, you know, I wouldn't say that he would be like the size and level pop star or whatever that he is in this film if he decided to just go to the music route and had never been an actor. I don't think he'd be, you know, anywhere close to that but you could you buy him well enough as a professional singer that 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 works uh it's great this movie is great uh and you like i said highest of highs the lowest of lows and um yeah this movie isn't uh, about her as much as it is about him for those of you that you know may not know enough about this uh and his problems and i think this also shows uh I think it delves a little bit more into problems that they both end up having. I mean, uh, neither one is right. And certainly neither one is wrong in some cases. Um, but it's great. It's a great film. I I don't want to go too much into it, uh, because chances are, if you've seen one of the other ones, you've got a basic idea of how this goes. Uh, if you don't care, you don't care, but I, I think you should. Uh, I I recommend this to anyone because uh, I think it's a little bit different from things that you're probably going to normally see. So uh, why not do yourself a favor and see something that's good, man? Uh, So let's jump into it. Speaking of things that are good and a little bit different, here's the trailer for First Man. Are you sure? Yeah, be an adventure. First man to walk on the moon, that'd be something. We've chosen a job so difficult, requiring so many technological developments. We're gonna have to start from scratch. tasks, do we consider trying to land on the moon? Neil, if his flight is successful, you'll go down in history. What kind of thoughts do you have about that? We're planning on the flight being successful. Damn, that is a big mother. It'll go up like a half kiloton A-bomb if it blows. The vehicle's not safe. We need to fail down here, so we don't fail up there. This isn't just another trip, Neil. You're not just going to work. Do you think you're coming back? There are risks, but we have every intention of coming back. Somebody got a Swiss Army knife? Swiss Army knife? Are you kidding me? question whether the program's worth the cost in money and in lives. You're down here and you look up and you don't think about it too much, but space exploration changes your perception. And it allows us to see things that we should have seen a long time ago. We have serious problems. We've got this under control. You're a bunch of boys. You don't have anything under control. Alrighty, that was the trailer for First Man, second new release review of the week. IMDB plot line a look at <clears throat> pardon me. A look at the life of the astronaut Neil Armstrong and the legendary space mission that led him to become the first man to walk on the moon on july twentieth, nineteen sixty nine. Uh, this is starring Ryan Gosling, Claire Foy, uh, Jason Clark, Kyle Chandler, Corey Stull, Patrick Fugit. I always have a hard time saying that. Christopher Abbott, Syrian Hines, Olivia Hamilton, Pablo Schreiber, L- uh, Shay Willingham, uh, Lucas Haas. There's a boatload of people in this, man. This is uh, directed by Damien Chazelle, who, as I said previously, uh, brought us uh, Whiplash and La La Land previously. Uh, this is written by uh, uh, Josh Singer uh, who gave us things like uh, well he produced Spotlight, I know that uh, The Post and yeah Spotlight he wrote as well. Uh, a couple other things oh he, oh he did an episode of Lie to Me I did A couple episodes of Lie to Me, that's why I like this guy a whole bunch uh, So here's the thing man uh, Damien Chazelle had uh, two big giant uh uh, hits there with whiplash getting getting you know but Oscars for these flicks and everything and uh so obviously and he's a young guy too I don't even think he's 30 at this point. If he's if he's if he's thirty, he's only just over thirty or just a little bit over it. It's kind of disgusting. Uh, it's like guys, like I hate him and I hate uh, oh what's his nose there, uh, Black Panther. He's he's that kid. Oh, he's he's so good too. I hate him. I hate his guts. It's just like no one should be this talented when you're this young. You got to work up to it. But somehow I gosh I can't wait for what these guys do in the next thirty years. You know, it's really kind of it's disgusting how like you know blessed we will be with hopefully some really good movies. Um but Damien Chazelle was kind of on that uh that track here man and everything. He did two films that you know didn't have, you know, the the biggest of budgets I would imagine. And uh this one of course, you know, ups the game. Obviously in steps you know whiplash is definitely one step one uh la la land step two this is definitely step three as far as budgets go uh so you know we put him in outer space and david is doing something really interesting here with a lot of the camera work and everything he does have the uh the same cinematographer here as he does over uh for la la land who uh just won an oscar for that i can't remember uh linus sin sin garden sand garden I don't know. I'm horrible with names, as anyone who listens to this show knows. Uh, and it was really cool. This movie looks fantastic. It was shot with a mixture of get this, uh, thirty-five millimeter, sixteen millimeter, and IMAX cameras. So they did a little bit of everything. And uh one of the things that you saw a lot in in like La La Land and stuff was a lot of like, you know, uh, big whip pans, and you saw that whiplash too, for that matter, uh, in different, uh, really just scaled, very controlled kind of camera work and everything. This is very much more a documentary style sort of movie, but obviously with a huge cinematic flair for it. Uh, and I think that really comes off here. I think it looks fantastic. Now, I saw this in IMAX, and I'll say this. I saw this in IMAX because a couple weeks back, I went to an IMAX program and they played like 10 minutes or so of this and it just rocked the house as far as audio goes. And it and it did this time as well. Uh but there were at least at the IMAX that I'm going to I'm I don't think I'm going to go there for IMAX anymore. I think I'm going to go to another one because this one it felt like I was seeing some digital artifacts and stuff like that. And I know that that's not the case because this was shot on film, you know? So that kind of bugged me a little bit. But as far as, like, sound goes, holy smokes, man. Inside this rocket taking off, it is very visceral. Everything is shaking. So, again, another reason why I just go, don't go watch movies at home. God knows don't watch them on your phone. Because if you watch this movie on your phone, it's like, ah, who gives a shit? Who cares? It's just a no, no. Watch this in a movie theater. You need to have that big giant theater experience. You need to feel your chair shaking. This is ultimate experience in cinema is being able to feel like, hey, shit, I'm going to space, <laughs> you know. Um, But here's the thing, man. I think a lot of people thought that this movie and I'll include myself in this because I didn't watch the trailers because I just you know it's like hey Damien Chazelle's doing a new movie all right what's it about okay moon all right I don't need to know no more thank you and I close my eyes and I didn't watch nothing um I was I was so I was super excited for this going in and so but I didn't know how the story would be shown to me right is this something that's more a uh I think just by watching the trailer, you, your mind just goes, oh, I'm going to get the story of of the moon, just going to the moon and all that kind of good stuff. And you do, but it ain't about that. Uh, this whole thing is about Neil Armstrong. That's the whole movie. You're following Neil Armstrong's career along and where he goes and how he gets from point A to point B. And they don't do a whole lot of, uh, there's, there's not a lot of like, hey, here's what this time is, and there's what this time is. There's some of it, but not a ton. And there are little skips in logic, and, and time goes by, and something, something happened, and it just happens. You know, we, we don't explain anything to you, and I, I kind of like that. I thought that was a good way to, to go about things. But just as soon as you think that, like, oh, we're going to get into some of this story about what's kind of going on here and what just, you know, happened, you're on to the next thing. And it's like, it's a little jarring. It's a little weird. And I didn't know if I liked it or not, but I think ultimately that I do because it's, a, and that's the tough part to do. And I think I'm definitely going to have to see this thing again. Is because I think it's a very, very different experience going into this than what you think it might be, um, one way or the other, and and I don't know, because I can definitely see people walking out of this movie going, God, that was weird, or God, that was boring, you know, outside, or or they'll just say, Oh man, that space stuff was awesome. The rest of it, who cares? And I completely understand that, um. But I think it's a movie, like, because this feels like, um, the whole thing feels like Terrence Malick. It feels like Terrence Malick by way of Christopher Nolan. You know what I mean? Uh, but there are, there are a lot of handheld shots, a lot of following shots, a lot of audio that, you know, means something but doesn't really mean anything. You can hear it, but it doesn't really, uh, it doesn't stand out. It's almost mixed about the same as the music that's going on. And so therefore kind of telling you what, what's being said isn't really doesn't really mean anything. Uh, it, it's weird. Um, th- and this might drive some people off from this, but I almost think that this movie's more of a, and, and I don't even like saying this because it makes me sound pretentious as shit, but this is like a tone poem for the life of Neil Armstrong. Now, if that sounds cool to you, you might like this film. If that sounds pretentious as hell, uh, maybe you want to skip it. Uh, But I think it's, if nothing else, it's interesting. Again, I don't think anyone's done this. I don't think that a lot of people are really, uh, I don't know what the box office is on this. I don't think it's high. I don't think it's very high. And... um, but maybe that'll change come uh, award time season because I feel I don't know that Ryan Gosling is going to get any awards for this. I mean, I like I like the guys just as as much as everyone else, uh, but I don't think he's going to get award for staring into the middle distance. I no, thank you. Uh, cinematography, there's a good chance there, there, there may be something in there for special effects because some of the special effects are good. They're not the most amazing special effects though, but I think that may be like why the Academy would do it. It's just like, Oh, these are great special effects, but they're a little bit understated. Uh, so they might kind of lean into that maybe a little bit more. I don't know. Uh, but overall I would say first man is definitely worth a look in theaters because it is a theatrical experience movie. Uh, you and, and honestly, I think it may be flipping a coin for people. You may like this movie. You may hate this movie. I don't know. But I think that it's something that, uh, especially with its style and how it's put together, is worth you seeing in a theater. Because I think that if you see this any other way, it'll definitely detract from what the movie is trying to say and i feel that that's a purely cinematic experience but hey man there's some weird or if you just want to like see some cool stuff on like on like if you went to the moon and, and filmed everything in first person so it kind of makes you feel like you're there in first person yeah, that's pretty cool uh, so check it out man so i i recommend i i i wholeheartedly recommend that you go see uh, First Man. And uh, guess what? We're about to recommend another film. Here is the trailer for Bad Times at the El Royale. First time at the El Royale? You have the option to stay in either California or Nevada. I always want to stay in Honeymoon Suite, even though I'm not currently on my honeymoon. <laughs> you doing out here? I got a job singing in Reno tomorrow. Don't pay nothing, but uh singing, and singing. <laughs> this is not a place for a priest, Father. You shouldn't be here. A little too quiet in here. It gives me the willies. You'd be like you watch me. I only watch who they tell me to watch. Who's they? Management. Did you think you could just take what's mine and I wouldn't come a hunting? No, I figured you would. And I'd be ready when you did. Are you lost, Father? Can I confess something to you? I'm not really a priest. It's a game. It all starts with a simple choice. Would you mind opening the door? No, I ain't gonna do that. Which side are you on? Right, wrong, God or no God? Red or black? I've done horrible things. So's everybody, shit happens. Get the whiskey. That was the trailer for bad times at the El Royale. Here's the IMDb plot line. Seven strangers each with a secret to bury meet at Lake Tahoe's El Royale, a rundown hotel with a dark past over the course of one fateful night. Everyone will have at least a shot at redemption before everything goes to hell. See, that's how you want to know what you can tell. I, I wouldn't even have to have already read it. But you can tell that, you know, the company, 20th Century Fox, put that out <laughs> because that's a really good log line, not one that was just, you know, written by IMDB user Balls48, you know. Uh, this is uh, written and directed by Drew Goddard, uh, who is, I is—listen, guys, I, I don't know what you know, but I, I, I'm a big fan of the Drew Goddard. Uh, he ended up writing The, the Martian— uh, uh, directed *Cabin in the Woods*. Uh, was producer on *Daredevil*, uh, *In Defenders*, *Wrote the Defenders* and stuff like that. Uh, the guy's pretty great. He wrote screenplay for *World War Z* and *Cloverfield*. Uh, so I, I think a very talented dude. Uh, starring get this Jeff Bridges now I'm not sure this woman I've never really seen her before but I'm definitely going to talk about her Cynthia Irvino I think is her name uh, I've never really seen her in anything to my knowledge but man she was interesting uh Dakota Johnson John Hamm Chris Hemsworth Kaylee Spinney uh Louis Pullman Nick Offerman uh and uh oh Shay Winningham again boy I tell you what we can't get away from him and I wouldn't mind it I, no, I wouldn't. I like him. What did it? That made it sound like I wanted to get him to get away. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying at all. I like him. Uh, here's the thing, man. Uh, this movie has been described uh, by some incorrectly. So that this movie is very Tarantino. Okay. That's kind of the word on the street. And I'm here to tell you the word on the street is wrong because this now granted, There are a couple of elements in here that you could easily see and we have seen in Tarantino movies in the past. Uh, A group of characters coming together, having witty witty banter together, some title cards and things shown from different perspectives at different times. I I don't want to say that that's not, you know, something that Tarantino does because it is. Does that mean that they're his? No, <laughs> it doesn't, you know, and here's the thing. I, I, I'll i start by saying this. I'm a fan of Drew Goddard's stuff. I like the things that he does. I have, by and large, come on the, uh, the pro side of things for things that he's done in the past. Uh, so big fan. He's no Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> it's. That's a different level, man. That's a different level. That's a different sport you're playing, and I don't think Drew Goddard wants to wants to play that sport. You know what I'm saying? He wants to play his own sport. He's got his own thing, and you know what? I think he's good at his thing. And something else that I'll that I think that I can talk about here, and I don't know if this is true or not. This is me going out on a limb here, and because films are open to interpretation, and anyone is free can feel free to interpret any film any way that they choose. And here's what I'm seeing in this film, as well as uh, other things that he's done, uh, such as, you know, uh, uh, a little bit of there's a little bit of it, I think, in the margin. I think there's a little bit of it in uh, certainly a ton of it, actually, in Daredevil is uh, is Drew Goddard wrestling with uh, with belief. Belief in, in a higher power and everything else like that. And uh, I I don't know that he comes up with an answer, <laughs> per se. Uh, but I, I think that's where a lot of this kind of comes from. I'm so glad that I didn't watch this trailer. Because while, while just watching it now, uh, during the trailer time and everything, I, I everything would have been spoiled for me. I was just like, from Drew Goddard, eyes closed. I don't care. You've already sold me. I don't need too much more than that, and then you hear all these like you know these awesome songs. What an amazing soundtrack this movie has from the sixties, because uh, that's when this movie takes place. Uh, it's it's so great, it's so great, and this becomes a kind of a. It's not necessarily. I wouldn't necessarily call it a murder mystery per se, but it it's a some you know someone everyone's got a little something to hide. I've heard this also. Um, I've heard this also compared to Identity. From a couple of years back. Uh, now they take that also takes place at a hotel, and there's also you know nefarious things afoot. But I wouldn't I wouldn't put that that's that's in a horror category. It just happens to take place at a hotel. You know, don't go nuts. Uh, but Jeff Bridges is fantastic in this movie, and because this movie, it does feel it feels a little Tarantino esque. It also feels a little Cohen esque little Cohen brothers ask in it as well and and that's a good thing uh there's there's certainly some laughs in here uh and there's a lot of like uh Rashomon style or whatever where run lola run swingers uh or uh swingers no not swingers uh go rather excuse me uh go where we're going back and forth and seeing things from slightly different angles learning new things and uh and the story is being laid out before us. We get, oh, here's this angle. Now here's this angle over here. But what happened previously to lead into this situation here? And really putting all of these things in together, and I guess that's why it's really being compared to Tarantino as much, because Tarantino is fantastic at doing this, is taking these elements of the story and deciding at which time, just conducting the band, if you will, deciding which at what time... Uh, Each instrument is to play its particular note, and that's how the song comes out. I don't know if that metaphor makes any sense to you. I'm flinging around my arms, and it makes sense to me. Uh, so (laughs) that's just what I've got. It's what came out. Uh, I don't want to go into this. I don't want to go into the movie. I really don't. You want to know why? Because it's great. And that's half the fun of this movie is watching who these people are, where they come from. And, you know, you've got just a list of fantastic actors that all go through this. Jeff Bridges is doing his little voice, a little, uh, you know, or almost rooster cogburn, but you can hear him a little bit better. Uh, Is that his voice now? Is that just what he's doing? I don't know what the, like, all the, like, his voice didn't used to be like this. It, it really didn't. Uh, Dakota Johnson is always, and I feel so bad for Dakota Johnson because I think she's a great little actress. But uh, the problem is is she was in those shitty Fifty Shades of Grey movies. And, like, and she's the best thing about those films. And what she's given kind of sucks. But everything else she's been in, man, she's really good. I, I like her a lot. I think she's very underrated. Uh, and But never underrated as John Hamm who uh you know plays a vacuum cleaner salesman in this uh super great Chris Hemsworth again I think Chris Hemsworth is one of those guys that is going to continue to just do great great work and uh we we've seen more and more and more of it everyone's just going to think of him as Thor for the longest time but man when he branches out and does other things it just shows that you know you just got to be good he's just good at what he does and he plays kind of like a like a cult leader uh in this flick and everything Pretty cool stuff, uh, and uh, I don't know. It's just it's a good time. You're trying to figure out who's doing what, where everyone's loyalty lies, and uh, and ultimately, I I think it's about uh, you know it's another thing of Drew Goddard just uh, dealing with with faith and things like that. And I think that that's that plays a high level into this flick. Uh, But it's a great time. It's a little over two hours or something, and and I think it flies by fantastically quick. And again, the soundtrack is, you know, one of the best things I've heard out there. So, uh so check it out, man. That's bad times at the El Royale. And uh, you know what? That's gonna do it for the podcast. Uh so a little bit, about 40 minutes long, not too shabby. Uh, but hopefully I can have a guest in here later and uh talk about some other things. Of course, uh, if you uh like this show, man, and you like supporting uh, you know, people that just do this for funsies, head on over to patreon.com slash the film find. Even if you throw in a dollar, you do get the 31 days of Halloween horror. And you help this show get along, man. Uh, I, I really appreciate. Appreciate all of you uh listening uh to that every day, listening to this uh every week as it comes out. Hopefully we're gonna get into more every week with this. Uh and I just love doing the show, man. I, I love doing the show, whether it's me or a couple of guests or whatever. The thing that I'm finding out with uh, you know, the Film Find Five Daily doing that, you know, all thirty one days of <laughs> October. I'm finding out that this is what I really like to do and uh, anyone who helps this show get along uh, you mean a lot to me and I really appreciate that I appreciate everybody who gives the five star reviews and all that kind of good stuff and just let people know man just let people know that's all I care about and uh, you know what guys gonna see you next week